honest, uninhibited, and edgy conversation about that topic that men and women think about several times every day. This is Denitza After Dark, iHub Radio's sensual, frisky, and transformational forum for all things love, sex, and relationships. Live from Palm Springs, here's Denitza. So glad to have all you he- all of you here tonight listening to this amazing show with he- myself and Alexandra and uh, just talking a lot about sex and about romance and about keeping relationships together. And uh, so uh, we're going to keep this going. Um, so, Alex, I have a question for you. Have you seen the, the latest People magazine? Uh, I, yeah, I've seen it on the Internet. OK, so you, you know that John Legend is is the sexiest man on the cover. Yeah, I, I like him. I he's on uh, American Idol, I think it is. No, not American Idol on The Voice. The Voice, I, I think. I, I, yeah. Yeah, and he's married to you know beautiful Chris. Was it Christy Teigen? Christy T- Teigen. Teigen. Yeah, yeah I, I I follow her on Twitter. So you know, I I was looking at the cover and I thought you know, this John Legend is he's a good looking guy. He's a good looking guy. Um, I think he's sexy because the way he sings, personally speaking, his personality. He's, he has an amazing personality. He's very sweet. He. Uh, you know, I, I haven't really listened to him speak. Not that mm. much. I listen to him sing. I think he's got some amazing, beautiful love very songs. Sultry, very, yeah, very sultry. Very yeah. sultry, very sexy. Um, but I, I, I thought it was really ironic that, you know, People Magazine comes out with the sexiest man. Right. But they don't come out with the sexiest woman. You're right. Yeah, they don't. They come out with the sexiest man. I never thought about that. Yeah. And uh, they come out with the most... Like influential, top influential people, yeah. the top mm-hmm. 100 people. Right. And there's always a combination of women and male and, and all these different components of their careers and, you know, what uh, advocates and you know, what they do. Right. But it was ironic that Maxim magazine, which is a very. Which I never heard of. You've never heard of Maxim. Okay. Oh. Maxim is, I would say, a couple steps down from Playboy and Hustler and Penthouse. And that would be why I never heard of it. <laughs> Yeah, we can't order the Disney show all the time, Alexandra. <laughs> you know, I'll get you housekeeping in Life magazine. Maybe a National Geographic subscription. I had one. I'll make you a deal. I will get you housekeeping magazine, mm. two-year membership, if I get a Uber driver with the Uber lube <laughs> here in the studio by Christmas. Deal. Okay, deal. Okay, pinky promise. So, <laughs> so... But getting back to this, so uh, Maxim is a couple steps down from, you know, I would say Playboy. and it, It's a little bit less risky. I would say it would be like in the GQ lineup for men. It's a men's magazine, Maxim okay. is. Um, but they usually have this really hot woman on the cover. Um, not all the time, but they do. And I would say the ma- majority of their audience is male-based. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they have the top sexiest 100 women. Not top woman hmm. but they have a hundred women and then of course they they vote and they have some type of survey or whatever they do and so the, their their top 100 sexiest women do they fall in line with your list of what's sexy um i think some of them do hmm. i mean i um i when i looked over their because list they'll never release their criteria no of course no. not are you kidding me because no. then that would that would be brutally harsh on them <laughs> you know, i like a double d cup versus a <laughs> c cup you know the, 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 right i mean just we all have our little preference so again uh i, I don't think they're going to go the blonde versus brunette versus redhead um but 
there are some components that they have and, and, and who they picked this year was amazing. I mean, she's breathtakingly beautiful. She's, I think it was Olivia Culpo and I mean, her features are amazing. And, I'll have to Google her. I don't and, know you know, is. they've had, they had a, <clears throat> you know, the Bella Hadid and mm. uh, I mean, just amazing models and so on and so forth. And, you know, they had some athletes, they had some female athletes, but I think <clears throat> it's, uh, I think the reason why I wanted to bring this to your attention is People, People Magazine, when you hear the word People Magazine, it, it makes it sound like people voted for this individual. Hmm. Right. Like it's the population. I don't think so. You don't think so? I don't I don't think that that's how People Magazine. Then how did they decide it was oh, John I don't Legend? Know. I have no idea. <laughs> I'm just speaking up. I don't, I don't know. Because I'm kind of curious what their criteria would be to yeah. pick John Legend. I mean, is it his singing ability? I I don't know. I don't. I. I really don't know what makes him the sexiest man alive. I have no idea. Right. I mean, I guess we could call Chrissy Teigen, and she'd be a great point of reference, right? She I'm married sure. Him. She's a little biased. Right, a little biased. But <laughs> <laughs> she even had pajamas made for some friends of hers with her husband's picture. Oh, that's him. weird. Yes, I thought so too. <laughs> but hey, no, it's not every day your husband gets put on the cover of People magazine as the sexiest man. And now you're wearing jammies. Is that a turn on for her though? That her husband is like the sexiest of, man? Yeah. Would that be a turn on? Well, do you, the, do you think that I think someone your partner, who's secure. Okay. Someone who's secure would think that's an amazing so I'm seeing, turn on. I'm, I'm hearing a trend with you. One is communication and two, building up security. Right. And, and that's part of probably John Legend's responsibility in that relationship Mm. that she feels secure enough that she knows she's obviously she's married to the sexiest man alive per people magazine for 2019 Mm. and she's going to be really secure with that because this is a man who sings a lot of love ballads Mm -hmm. and goes to different concerts and brings women on stage i've seen him in concert Mm. and he he romanticizes right totally he he makes a connection with one of his audience members darn right and you know he's singing all these amazing love songs how can you not be all (laughs) googly-eyed you're like oh my god john legend but um so she's have to be really really secure with herself Mm. and it's john's responsibility to make her comfortable just okay so take it a step outside the cuff a little bit so someone who say travels for work Mm mm-hmm so it's that the person who's traveling, it's their job to make their partner secure that it's okay for them to be traveling and out of their eyesight. And What do you need? Okay, so it's funny you mentioned eyesight because I get that all the time. Okay. Like, do you need to be staring at your partner 27, 24 <laughs> hours a day, 25 hours a day to make sure <laughs> they are so in love with you and they're so faithful to you because you're looking at them all the time? I mean, we have... Um, careers like mm-hmm. you have a you have pilots who are going to be doing majority right. of traveling getting so it's the pilot's responsibility to make his or her partner it's both of the, it's both, both their responsibilities okay. Okay, it's bo- it, it's the responsibility of the person who's going away and uh, of making sure that that other the, who they left behind feels loved and cherished and feels like they're part of their team and it's the other person's responsibility whoever stays back to f- to implement that security to be that that pillar of strength the anchor the anchor and say look i know you have to do this and i know i may not like the situation but i'm here and i love you and i care about you and i'm doing this for us and i know your heart's in the right place and we're going to make this work okay. and so you're again you're focusing as a team versus on an individual you're not running solo hmm. so 
again, you've got a lot of people worked this Thanksgiving. Yes. You know, I heard from people who, um, this past week when I got back to the desert, you know, oh, my husband had to work or my wife had to work. You know, nurses, hospitals don't shut down. Right. The law enforcement doesn't shut down. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had major thunderstorms. You had uh, you had county flooding. and city and flooding and and, and electrical um, employees out there working. Snow plowing, apart. snow plowing, <laughs> right <laughs> through the grapevine. Yes, yeah. I mean so you have all of these people working and right. they have loved ones at home, right? And they're trying to make a relationship and they're trying to stay connected and they're trying to be intimate and they're trying to be spouses and they're trying to be um brothers and sisters and they're trying to be husbands and wives and that's all a job right and so it's a major major component that they're able to gauge that and be able to move forward and be able to have that trust you don't always have to be watching all hands don't have to be on deck (laughs) (laughs) to be there looking at that person people's responsibility hands down so if you're not feeling secure you have to say something and also the other person has to recognize if they see that the other person is not feeling secure right so it's, it's like it's not only communication verbally i guess is what i'm getting from you so you, there's a lot of body language communication communication comes in many forms right it so. could be a quick text it could be an emoji it could be um a quick call like I'm really, really sorry. I can't talk to you right now, but I love you and I'm thinking of you and I appreciate you. Mm. And this is good. This is this is us working towards a common goal okay. and, know, and and making sure that that other person knows that you are working together, not you're working against each other, but that you're working towards a bigger, bigger goal, uh, a prosperous future. Mm. And you're and that you're setting time aside and saying, okay, when I get back home, it's not just okay, I'm gone. But when I get back home, these are the things I'd like to do. You know, maybe you want to go out for a nice dinner, or maybe you want to spend a nice quiet evening because you haven't been home. So forward project, always forward project. Mm. Okay. Because now you have something to look forward to. Okay. And it has to be. And, and if you're in a relationship and you have children, it should be forward projecting with children forward projecting without children okay (laughs) it has to be uh, you two as well running solo doing something just for you i don't care if it's just doing a starbucks run and you go out and have a an hour or two conversation hire Mm -hmm. the babysitter spend spend the 30 40 dollars i don't know how much they're going for nowadays Mm. to take care of the kids so to bring it back around i think Kristen, I think uh, on a lot of her tweets, she does say that with her and John, Mm -hmm. that they do do that. They do carve out time for themselves. And Mm -hmm. it's and it's interesting that you advise that because she said that that's how um, I mean, I I don't know them personally. It's through Twitter and stuff like that, that she shares a lot of her personal life. And, And that's one of the things that she did share is that they do plan and they do carve out their own time. I just think the irony behind this is mm. when you have the top sexiest hundred women, mm. you're not saying to that woman, oh, are you carving out time to make your husband feel secure? Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Are you carving out time to make sure that he feels loved and special? Well, I think that it's, I think it's cool that they do top 100 because then it's a, I think there's a flavor for every part, everyone. If you see just one sexy man, then you're assuming that this one man is is what every every woman finds sexy. 
I think should be top 100 because within the 100, you're going to find a little bit of everything. So you think there should be a top 100 men? Always. Always. All right. Always. Because if you if you say just one, then you are saying to everybody that there's only one definition of sexy. Right. If you say top 100, I believe that somewhere in that 100, there's going to be something for everyone. Right. And um, my wish is that in the future, they do make a little bit more versatile that they don't stick to hands down like anybody who really knows me knows i have one male that is just googly like i i would die if he ever walked in here i would die it's one male that i it's a hot actor that that you know dr borges is just googly eye really yeah oh i'm gonna try to get that out of you oh Are you going to share? I will totally share because if he's listening to this. I think I have an idea, but. (laughs) He's listening to this this station. Please give me a call (laughs) at at 760-544-8255. I am also on Facebook and uh, Instagram and Twitter. And oh my God, that would be absolutely amazing. I'm going to find out who it is. (laughs) I do have my secrets, Alexandra. Good talk from the central to the naughty. This is tantalizing conversation about humans' favorite pastime. iHub Radio presents Denitza After Dark. Welcome, 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 welcome. We are doing an amazing show tonight, Alexandra. I'm really loving the co-conversation. It's kind of nice tonight, just everything's really mellow, a lot of information. Information is good. Yeah, information is good. Key. Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty important that uh, we have a variety good of, information. of good information and, and guests and keeping it light, but yet very, very informative. I think I really like that. Um, so I, I wanted to talk about romance and mm. romance. And, wow. Okay. <laughs> Chuckles. Thank you, Chuckles. Obviously, there's only one romantic person in this room right now. <laughs> yeah, romance is a key factor in being sexy. Alexander. Yes. Okay. When was the last time you were romantic? I don't know. You don't know? Uh. Mm. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to tell you a story that, again, I, I read this week that I thought was extremely romantic. So there's um, a couple. Mm-hmm. They didn't give really specifics. They didn't even, I, I didn't even have time to Google their whereabouts. But um, each year, he would write her a love note. And on that love note, he would really boldface the first letter of the of of the of uh, the first letter of the entire letter. Mm-hmm. So, say for instance, the first letter in bold was an I. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, actually, I'm I'm sorry. Take, let me take that back. It was a W. Mm-hmm. And so, for the last fourteen years, I don't know if I would have waited this long, but over the last course of fourteen years, 
he wrote, um, will you marry me? Oh, my God. 14 years. 14 years. I'm hoping I'm not butchering the story because I think <sighs> it, it didn't say 14 months, but maybe it was. Who knows? But I want 14 say, years. I 14 years is a long around, time, yeah. but maybe it was 14 months. I want to say it was years. I know years, people though. have been engaged for many, many, many years. Right. For long periods of yeah. time. Um, but it was I, I want to. I want. I was reading it really, really quickly before mm-hmm. we uh, got into the station, but I want to say it was fourteen years, and it, that was extremely romantic. First of all, it was a love letter, mm. and I don't know about you, but when was the last time you wrote your significant other a love letter, and actually mailed it to that individual, like snail mail? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes. Not techie Google email God, or I text. Don't, I don't remember last time I even went to the post office. Oh, my God, that's so sad. <laughs> Will you be sending out Christmas cards this year? No, I don't do that. I'm Jewish. Jewish people don't send out Christmas cards? <laughs> I didn't know that. Alexandra, I'm serious. <laughs> I'm learning from you. Jewish people don't send out Christmas cards? Some do. Some some do because they have non-Jewish friends. But I, I don't kill trees, so I don't, I don't send them out. You don't kill trees and you don't eat meat. Right. Oh, that's so nice. I'm socially responsible. You're socially <laughs> responsible. Wow. Okay. I'm feeling really good about myself right now, Alexandra. <laughs> no, no, no. It's just my personal preference. Uh, you know, you have your, 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 you know. Meat eating, kill trees, sending cards to the masses. Everybody has their own preference. You know, Great. meat eating, sending cards, their sexual preference, whatever. I don't judge. Thank you. That's so kind of you. Back to the romance, <laughs> Alexandra. <laughs> wow, romance killer. <laughs> so obviously you don't remember the last time you were romantic. I do, but I don't want to share. <laughs> okay, you don't want to share. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> this this individual sending a letter out. I'm going to Google this over the break. I'm telling you, it's either 14 months or 14 years. But if it was 14 months, let's just for the sake of saying, it was 14 months, right. that... That is pretty romantic. That is. And then at the end, it said, will you marry me? And then there was a ring no. at the last letter. No. That took some planning. That took a lot of planning. That took a lot of planning. They had to have been older because young people, you know, they have a attention span of a squirrel. So. You don't think young people are romantic? Not the ones I know. Okay. So the ones you know don't do anything romantic at all. I don't know. I don't ask. You're you're the one that asks these questions. I ask, like, well, you know, what's the latest computer you purchased? Oh, that's sexy, Alexandra. (laughs) Well, what is the latest computer you purchased? Or mobile phone? I don't. (laughs) Okay, my question would be: When was the last? You know, what was when was the last time you bought crotchless panties? When was the last time you got a flock? Hmm. Did you have a massage this past weekend? How about a bubble bath? Oh, how sweet is that? Do you have amazing sex? Like mind-blowing, amazed, orgasm, crotch-grabbing sex? None of that? None of the above, Alexandra? No. Great. That's lovely. Okay, what's the most romantic thing? Well. That letter. I mean, that's pretty cool. That's The letter was. Yeah, but you don't have to plan that far. I mean, that's a lot of planning. That's a lot of effort. <laughs> that's a lot of effort. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> you got to admit that. I mean, if, if it's 14 months, okay. But if it's 14 years, that's a lot of effort. It's, it's romantic. That's part of it. Romantic. You're taking the time to do something for your significant other to show that you cared. 
Okay. I'll give you that one. Okay. Showing someone that you care. Okay, that's the definition of being romantic. I think taking the time to buy flowers and getting a card and doing something special and rubbing, you know, drawing a bath and playing a nice love song and taking him or her dancing or buying them chocolate. Does any of this sound familiar? Some. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing me, Alexandra. <laughs> I am going to have a doozy of a time with you on Valentine's Day. <laughs> wow. Please send uh, send us some emails and texts on how Alexandra can be better trained in romance. Please <laughs> help a sister out. Getting your erotic on. Frank conversation that is 100% sex positive with Dr. Denitza Borges. She has no hangups, so feel free to jump in and get frisky. Call 760-544-8255. That's 760-544-TALK. It's your kind of party line on iHub Radio's Denitza After Dark. You can also text the show. 760-699-0202. That's 760-699-0202 for texting. Now, here's Denitza. (laughs) Okay, so uh, Alex and I are sitting here uh, dishing it out on how romantic she is. (laughs) And... uh, (laughs) She, uh, she, t- she just told me how she, um, I guess she went to Home Depot today, oh right, Alex? Uh, I'm, I'm going to just say what we were talking about. So she, so she went to Home Depot today and she saw someone buying 50% off flowers. Yes, I did. <laughs> you saw, yes, I saw this gentleman buying 50% off flowers. I that goodness. was nice. He, he actually hovered over the flowers for a bit. <laughs> he hovered over the flowers and bought how many bouquets? Three. Three bouquets of... 50% off Home Depot flowers <laughs> that were supposed to be on the Thanksgiving table that were for Thursday. It is now Saturday. <laughs> and he's taking them home in a bunch and he's feeling like he's the top dog in the romance department. <laughs> and what did you think about that, Alexandra? <laughs> okay, you're still laughing. Did you find that romantic? I thought he <laughs> You, you thought what, Alexandra? I thought he was being nice. You thought he was being nice. With flowers that have been sitting in that pot at least two or three days before Thanksgiving. <laughs> because, you know, they wanted to sell them for Thanksgiving. And now it's Saturday. So they've probably been there for about six days in that water. And he buys three bouquets and he's like, it's Saturday night. I'm going to get late tonight with flowers I bought for 50% off. Well, whoever he's giving it to probably doesn't know they're 50% off. That'd be really sad if she was in the building with her or he was in the building with her. And he, he bought the flowers in front of her. That would be like, wow, how romantic is that? Oh, my God. I mean, okay, okay, so obviously you and I have a different yes. opinion on what romance is. You thought that was romantic. I didn't think it was romantic. I just thought that was very nice and thoughtful. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You spew romance. <laughs> wow. 
Sorry. Mood killer. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> well, since we got so much accomplished in the romance department, let's just move straight into STDs. Oh, my God. <laughs> Worst segue ever. <laughs> Worst segue ever. So, um, just, you know, so the latest news, I like to always make sure that our audience knows, like, the latest news in STDs and, yes. and, and um, sexual health. And um, ironically... Um, America is in the middle of an epidemic sexually transmitted infection crisis. Really? Yes, especially when it comes to heterosexual transmission. And the gender that's getting hit hardest is, of course, women. Of course. Uh, of course. And so um, these STDs are really, really sexist on, all many, on so many different levels. Women are bearing the brunt and the largest burden in regards to these diseases. Um, and and we've, we've got a problem. We've, we've got a problem. Um, many parents are not talking to their youths and their children about these sexually transmitted diseases. And, uh, and uh, no information is a lack of information. A lack of information leaves you open to being susceptible. Okay, so, I mean, all these kids live on the Internet. Mm-hmm. And they get a lot of their sex education from Google, Facebook, you know, Instagram, whatever they get it from. Uh, I'm not even going to talk about the the underground, but what do you recommend? I mean, I I find out any information is good information, but you don't subscribe to that. Um, I, I, it's, it's, it's a double-edged sword for me because man, a lot you have to be very careful where you get the information because not every um, website um, is, is accurate. Right. And it's giving you the best information possible. Right. And so you want to be able, when you do Google, that you get the most accurate um, and up-to-date. Hmm. And unfortunately, not everybody, th- there's so much information out there that you have to be very, very careful. So I'm um, under the notion, and I, I preach this, that I think parents should be able to uh, address what their children are looking at. No, I agree. And I think that they need to be able to say, okay, I am going to, I am going to uh, uh, investigate sexually transmitted diseases, um, gender sexuality, uh, gonorrhea, chlamydia, uh, syphilis, herpes, um, cervical cancer, anything that would help them to gauge, especially right now with STDs. Mm. So um, to give them a better point of reference so that way when they discuss it with their children, they come in with the best knowledge. And when children have questions, they can, uh, they can address it adequately. And I think it's really important that parents have open lines of communication when it comes to sex with their children. So two, two technical things. One, anything, any in .com, meaning... It means dot commercial. Mm-hmm. It's not regulated. Right. So anybody can put anything up there right. and mislead. Um, and the other one is nothing is ever taken down. Right. So when something is proven to not be so uh, or outdated research, it still exists. And it's really difficult to discern what's the latest information and what's the newest information. So from a technical perspective, those two areas are dangerous when kids are doing research. Would you recommend that a parent maybe if they're having a hard time talking to their kids, maybe find a website that will help them communicate with kids. I, I, as a non-parent, I would find it very difficult to talk to my kid about stuff like this. Um, I think being able to not to just hand little 
you know, Susie and little Johnny information, but actually sit there and say, okay, this is where we are now. This is the appropriate age group. And I think that we need to sit down and discuss this. And we need to talk about um, your sexual activity. If you are having sex, if you're not mm-hmm. having sex, um, you know, children are starting to have sex at a much younger age. So do you think these epidemics are brought about because of lack of education? I, I think, uh, you know, when we when we took sex all out of schools, mm-hmm. that, that played a major factor. I mean, I know that some schools are trying sex to education. sex education. Mm-hmm. Well, literally. I mean, because <laughs> we're still having sex in school. Okay, <laughs> just to say that. Well, yeah, but I, I think <laughs> that that was, the, you know, they, they took sex education out of the schools because they thought that that would take sex out. Mm-hmm. But it didn't. But it didn't. it didn't. And it wouldn't. And, and I think we lost a, a, a platform for children to feel comfortable. Mm. Because not only did you take that out of a classroom, but the other ki- uh, kids were discussing it amongst themselves. Right. And uh, I, I'm really, err- uh, I'm really on the side of there's not enough education. Well, now there's also you know like all these these VRs and these these robotic sexual things that are coming into play. It's no longer birds and the bees. Mm-mm. Now you're talking psychological. It's birds, bees, and the silicone. Ah, uh, look at you. <laughs> oh, how funny you are. <laughs> Literally. Literally. So, I mean, and some and, and, and you've had a run in with a couple of your client or a client, right, with this incident mm-hmm. with a, a a VR situation and definitely becoming So, it's addictive. definitely here. It's here. It's not coming. It's already here. Kids are being impacted by this. Very much so. And so, you know, uh, I've even had a parent ask me, well, is it better that my child is addicted to this virtual reality sex versus going out and having sex and running the potential of getting an STD? And, you know, that's a real hard, that's a very difficult question. That's a good question, though. It is a good question because, you know, STDs are sexually transmitted. And obviously, you know, there's medication for this. And obviously, you don't ever want to be exposed to these infectious diseases right but on the flip side with the vr it's it 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 has its own damaging effects as well and maybe not so evident right because kids are getting addicted to it Mm -hmm. and having regular sex um versus vr sex is completely different you're having you're having the headset on you're having the virtual reality goggles on and the realism is a not enough button away mm. versus actual physical connection and 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 these and and they are very real very much it's so. very real i mean I, uh, someone that comes from a technical background i the, these things are growing more realistic every single day right and and it's not only the vr it's the augmented reality um that puts these virtual beings in superimpose them into your reality and it's it's becoming a very blurred line well the the problem you're going to have is how do you how is a physical person going to meet up to those expectations so from a clinical perspective how do you address that it it's it's is a, it the age group again it, is it? it's mm, because it's not you know, a lot of people are you know, dabbing into virtual reality mm-hmm. and that is the way of the world that's where we're going mm-hmm. and unfortunately when you make sex with virtual reality we don't know what we don't know yet right and we don't know the ramifications we're going to have with that 
you know, we didn't know the ramifications that we were going to have with e-cigarettes right. or vaping or, you know, porn. And we're seeing that all happen. Even with the cannabis right now, people are having some side effects with that. Mm-hmm. And so with virtual reality, are we going to overstimulate ourselves? Are we going to become saturated with what we think sex should be mm-hmm. versus what sex really is? VR, any kind of VR, but is way more sexy than reality. Oh, hands down. Because you get to create what's in your imagination. You get to create it. And and to a certain extent, you know, creativity and imagination, it, it can be something extremely healthy. Mm-hmm. But in all of these arenas, you have to have some self-discipline and you have to have boundaries and you have to have so moderation and complete moderation. And I don't know if if children at a very young age have the necessary skill set and coping skills to be able to monitor themselves. I agree. Uh, I think it, it, it could get way out of hand very, very quickly. And these kids will tap into all these different websites mm-hmm. and unknowingly that'll have sex trafficking, that'll have child pornography, it, unbeknownst to them. That oh, it pops even, up. It pops up everywhere. Just like you sharing with me what you want to do on the show. Right. I All I, of a sudden, my email. <laughs> Thank um, you, Dr. Borges, for my, sharing. <laughs> my producer um, got very testy with me today because I sent her this information because she said, you know, you need to do some information and researching, um, over the course of the week. And I sent her the information and she says, please stop sending me these, this information because now everybody's going to think that this is what I'm really interested in and tapping into. Because all of a sudden my email box is getting filled with all of these crotch (laughs) and porn and sex toys and little Miss Innocent here (laughs) is being tracked now by all the major toys. Companies, fantastic. And well, they have these algorithms out there. Whether you like it or not, they have these algorithms. They know what you're shopping for, and as soon as you open your email box or a new window, it's got oh, you were looking at this dresser or whatever. You know, it's. I am sorry, Alexander, that I sent you <laughs> virtual reality: how to build your own avatar, sexual avatar. I am sorry. I thought you may <laughs> want that information. We just never know with you and. You know, just so as an early Christmas present, I was venturing into that arena. But right. obviously, that's not a gift, gift you want under the tree. You're so funny. I, oh, I'm sorry. Under the menorah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to build you an avatar. A virtual I reality. have my own avatar. Oh, excuse moi. We know what she's been doing. Naughty, naughty, naughty. <laughs> more than pillow talk and we go way beyond the big o radio that will bring you to the edge and over denitza after dark on ihub radio here's dr denitza borges so alex is here telling me she has an avatar so <laughs> and 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 completely bragging that she knows people that have uh, met online my my best friend in the whole world met her husband online like um okay explain to explain this to me so i was an early investor in this thing called second life Mm -hmm. and uh 
obviously when you're an investor you try you get all your friends and family to try out the product mm -hmm. and uh, I got her to create her own avatar and to go online and you know and it's when you're testing a product you have to test its features so you go into different rooms and different parties and you actually I mean not to promote this thing but you, you actually own real estate mm -hmm. like things like that and get to the sex <laughs> so she her her now husband uh, was an avatar that she started chatting with um, and uh, he was DJing one of the parties online and uh, he was. Um, she found his make-believe DJing skills sexy. Um, I guess, but wow. he, his avatar was actually not a human. What was it? It was a rabbit. And <laughs> it was a rabbit. <laughs> it was a rabbit. A a rabbit season. <laughs> a big white tall rabbit. Um, wow. So maybe that was part of you know her kinkiness. She was into that rabbit thing, and you know, uh, and again, the number one toy right now is called the rabbit. So. I'll have to ask him if he had that in mind. I, I never really, like I said, I don't have these kind of conversations with my friends and family. You just know that they met online through their avatars. So my question is, like, when they met in person, were they like... I was actually there when they first met. And was she all googly-eyed when she met him? Um, she she was pretty spitten. I mean, he's a good-looking guy. Mm -hmm. um, and... Um, did he come in a bunny outfit? <laughs> no. I would have totally rocked the bunny outfit. We gotten off the plane bouncing, <laughs> hopping along. No, we, we picked him up at the airport. He's not exactly what I pictured him, but she was smitten, and they've been married for over 14 or 15 years, something like that. It yeah. was the rabbit. It was the rabbit. What was she? Do you know what she was? Oh, she was just sexy. Oh, like a sexy girl? It was a sexy girl. Really, really sexy girl. Yeah. But he was a rabbit. He was a rabbit. Yeah. Wow. And his friend who they tried to set me up with was a troll. <laughs> he was a troll. You got, you were going to get set up with a troll. Yeah, I said no, thank you. But <laughs> Oh, wow. Like the troll from Frozen? Like the big troll? Um, yeah, he was short and I, I don't really remember. It was a long time ago. <laughs> this is way more information than I want to give. Wow, you were going to get set up with a troll. She married a rabbit. She married a rabbit. <laughs> wow. And I did end up meeting the guy who was the troll at their wedding and I'm like oh I'm dodged the bullet there <laughs> <laughs> you dodged the bullet oh, yeah, big time. <laughs> weren't sexually attracted to the troll oh god do you think that okay so okay when you do these virtual realities and you know most people would have a grandiose like I would want to make like the most sexy tall long-legged avatar really unlike reality really yeah, Dr. Unlike, just unlike really reality totally. really but this for, guy for, made for a troll there, but this this, <laughs> this this okay but think about this this guy was a troll i mean does that mean he lacks self-confidence because i'd be like yeah. you have a million yeah identities totally you did. can choose totally so that's 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 interesting like it in is. this creative it was really interesting it was really interesting we were we're compiling all the data to see what kind of avatars people created and we did get to meet a lot of the avatar creators and and we did have a staff uh, a psychologist that would analyze people that they came in and the data was just amazing i know that some of my clients who do these online games really not a game well not a game second life is not a game second not, life is a lifestyle a lifestyle of mm -hmm. some sort uh, an alternative lifestyle mm -hmm. right so who engage in these activities really make themselves grandiose and I've had a client who's like I keep you know trying to meet 
these these characters and you know we'll we'll exchange phone numbers and we'll exchange emails and we'll eventually try to meet and then there's such a letdown i'm like yeah because they're in love with what you what you created and -hmm. the persona personified image of what you created but when they see you face to face did you really go over the top Mm -hmm. in your imagination Mm -hmm. because this person was like very very short and he made himself so grandiose i mean he was a hercules on this. yeah it's it was almost evident it's almost evident that they went over to the other side too much and you know you found that the people that were like almost normally looking but accentuated their features online were truer to their avatars more than anything because the white rabbit he was actually very tall white blue-eyed guy mm-hmm. and the rabbit kind of personality was very much like him very playful and things like that he bounces so around he a lot. Was, he's very energetic <laughs> <laughs> so it, it, Long ears, it was, it was really, ears. i don't know <laughs> i'll, I'll let you call my friend and you can big interview feet. her but <laughs> eats carrots <laughs> really <laughs> See, and again, again, it's what everybody thinks is sexy. Right. Okay. So in that world, you can think anything is sexy and not be criticized or judged. Exactly. Because society has this notion of what sexy should be. So, you know, bringing bringing, uh, uh, us all the way around full circle is, you know, thinking about next week's show. And next week's show is going to be talking about, we're we're really excited about the alternative lifestyles. Yes. Not only... Having a drag queen, but also having a drag king. You know, that's very interesting to me because I never even thought about that until you brought it up. Because I always think about drag queens, never a king. You don't ever think there's a woman who dresses up like a man? I mean, now that you've said it, it's kind of like logical, but I never thought about that. Yeah, most people don't. They always think drag queen with the big hair. and Right, because of RuPaul. Right, well, yeah, yeah, but there's no drag king shows out there. Right. So you'd have Mm. to wonder, like, does it exist? Yeah, it's definitely out there. I think it's few and far between. Mm. I think it's not as entertaining. Okay, yeah. Drag queens are funny. Drag drag kings can be funny too, Alexandra. (laughs) (laughs) But I think we're more inclined to put that sexiness towards a woman's body. Mm. The irony behind that. Okay. Versus do we pay money to go do a drag queen, uh, drag king? Because the drag king is going to be dressed in a suit and tie and very masculine. Mm-hmm. Where the drag queen, you know, we're putting things down, you know, her bustier or, you know, she's dancing around being very femme. So mm-hmm. is that part of it? Like we're going to, we, we are more inclined to go into a drag queen show than we would be a drag king. And how sexist can that be? That's, that's the irony. Again, and we're back to what people think is sexy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we're really going to push for that and and, and uh, like to have some, some feedback on that. Really, really want to address the audience and, and see what they would prefer. So please feel free to reach out to us at 760-544-8255. We're on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And we'd love to hear your take on uh, alternative lifestyles in regards to drag king versus drag queen. And what would you prefer? And what would you go out and pay money for? And who would you tip? Hmm. Good show. Yeah, I know. Isn't Made me think. No. Yeah. Oh my you God, that's a first. <laughs> <laughs> Say crotch, Alexandra. No. Mm, that's a shame.